Today's show is brought to you by our own bonus episode. Everybody is dumb compared to me. I got a comment from Chael Greer, whatever. Why don't you guys get simpler names? <laughs> huh? Ch- Chael? How, do you, how the fuck? Because you value pride above anything else. <laughs> That's why. You because... value pride above time, friendships, relationships, people's health, your own health. Look out, yeah. you're pulling his covers. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they had milk privilege. Okay. So... Were those the two percenters? <laughs> you know, you know why I have that book? Because I'm gay. He's like the Black Orville Redenbacher. I learned that in Rush Hour, too. Oh, great. Uh, I bet you did. That's what you are. You're enabling, you're a douchebag enabler. Go to Portland, go to any coffee shop. There's another fucking handlebar mustache dipshit in his jorts, his uh, pulled up jorts and his loafers with no fucking socks on. This is the wrong show. This is the solutions show. Yeah. All of these are problems. Talk (laughs) about a 180. Sorry I blew your fucking minds. I'm sorry I'm so smart. Everyone's dumb compared to me. Now available at thebiggestproblemintheuniverse.com. Welcome to the biggest problem in the universe. I'm Maddox. With me is Dick Masterson. Hey, what's up, buddy? And Sean, our audio engineer. And with us today is our very good friend and comedian, Ron Babcock. Hey, guys. Hello, Ron. Hello. Welcome to the show, Ron. We know Ron. Through the comedy scene in Los Angeles, uh, very oh, you funny sound guy. like such a douchebag. I know. Just put it like that. Yeah, I don't. I didn't want to say. <laughs> I do I hang out in the scene. I am a comedy scene guy. Yeah. I guess. What else would you call it, though? I have seen Ron play. I think the funniest thing I've seen you do is um, play Jefferson Davis. Oh yeah, in an argument of nerds. Yeah. You know what? I found out that was for the when the Veep, the cast of Veep, was judging the show. Yes. And Joe Starr was helping me out, and they they said that they wanted to give us the win. But they didn't want it to get out that the cast of Veep voted for Jefferson Davis. Oh. You know, because he was the president of the Confederacy. So they're like, yeah, so we didn't give you the win. And I'm like, well, that's kind of better. That sucks. Yeah. It was that you had a you had a leaf blower uh-huh. and toilet paper on a stick. Toilet paper rolls. On like on a, a plunger. Stick. And then uh we came out to Kid Rocks, you know, that bomb but the bomb. And uh yeah. my friend Joe was dressed behind me as a juggalo uh, holding a Confederate flag that said uh said redneck on it. And we just kind of sprayed that. So the whole thing was like, you know, Jefferson Davis is just this piece of... He was actually an awful president, too, for well, the Confederacy. Well, he was terrible. But he, was, he supported states' rights. I yeah, mean, let's states' be fair. rights. All right, that maybe. was the whole argument. Here we go. What, what is this, Sean? What's the, is this a record for the libertarian <laughs> agenda? <laughs> I'm, the ingenuity of the toilet paper cannon is great. I was like, that's amazing. Any, that should be a life act. <laughs> Shoot this it should all be on the internet. You turn on the yeah. leap blow, the toilet paper goes crazy. Yeah, that's a real life hack. Real useful. <laughs> oh, oh, man. Okay. I can't get this toilet paper off this <laughs> fast enough. Already in a bad mood. No, I'm, I'm happy. I'm super happy. In fact, let's go over the voting from last uh, last episode. Ooh. Dick. <laughs> Number one problem from last week was armchair economists. Yeah, that's right. Oh Smart. God. Brilliant. Genius. Max. Do you know what we do on this show? Yes, uh, and by that I mean no. Okay, so we bring in, we bring in problems, and uh-huh. we we try to present our case as to why it's the biggest problem in the universe. Okay, but every once in a while, Maddox did something interesting last week. He brought in a problem, <laughs> and then he was that problem as hard as he possibly could be. He brought in armchair economists last week, uh-huh. and then proceeded to be an armchair economist for uh-huh. half an hour, so bad and so hard that a doctorate. 
a, a, a doctorate of uh, economy. I don't know. What it, what, oh, I, this, what sounds like, this sounds like somebody I will respect, even though I, I basically spend the entire hour shitting on economists, how they're basically just glorified clairvoyance. What did this, After uh, what taking did this, one college course in economics. Yeah, and what did the psychic professor say? professor of uh-huh. economics uh-huh. Went, took time out of his very busy, and a, yeah. this is a learned man uh-huh. who has a PhD. Uh-huh. Not a Ph nothing. A PhD. Like you. A, a PhD PH- in economics. Yeah. He took time out of his day <laughs> to write a three-page response to your asinine comments Why about Nice. Where, where where is it? Well, Why I brought I it in. I'm gonna right. read you I'm gonna read you passages hey, from uh, it if you want. So so Ron, let me get you up to speed and anyone who didn't who hasn't listened to the last episode yet, which was probably one of our, our best ever. It's one of my personal favorites. Um the the premise of the the episode I brought in armchair economist was because someone called me out for this thing called the win- the broken window fallacy, which is basically if you break a window, it's not a good thing uh, because the argument is made that it could stimulate the economy, right? Uh-huh. So people say, well, you have to replace the window, so that money that you would spend on replacing the broken window could be spent on something else that you're now not spending on. So therefore, it's a null it's a null contribution to the economy. That's that's Ron, the entire fallacy. Let me let me ask you this: B- broken window, bad or good? Uh, I'd say it's bad. Yeah, there yeah. we go. Yeah, there we go. More qualified than you. And oh. yet, and yet, and yet, I just want to make this point. You know what's ironic is that very same episode we got a package from our good fan Butt Sanchez where we had literally broken bottles in it, which made for a way better episode. Added. A significant amount of value to this show's lore that we will be talking about forever. Dick, you yourself said it couldn't have turned out better. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. So there you go. Yeah, Our right. own fucking episode disproved the fucking bullshit ass theory. And so, and his name was Butt Sanchez. Oh yeah, yeah. we got a big fan. This guy, okay. <laughs> I, awesome. I, I mentor him in ways, in li- life ways. Yeah. Uh, like my dad ways. was a um, the, a professor of economics at the University of Scranton in Scranton, Pennsylvania. He's That's also true. associate dean of the School of Management there, which is nationally recognized. So, just on a matter of principle, and in honor of my father, who yes has passed away, I'd like to be uh, against. Maddox's argument. <laughs> <laughs> what an unfair horseshit argument. Well, here's <laughs> another. for your <laughs> Here's another professor hey, of economics we'll who supports you. He says, Dick and Maddox love the show. I'm a recent PhD in economics, and I'm starting as a professor at uh, Northern Illinois University in August. I heard Maddox's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> why did you Why did you emphasize that? Was that in quotes? Uh, was he I, being sarcastic? I assume, no, no, that's, that's just what it says. Terrible attempt at trying to justify the broken window fallacy, and I couldn't resist sending this. That's how it starts. Great. Three pages long. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna yeah. read all of it. Dude, he worked we, on that. Like that was his whole morning was composing this email. So well, I, I think we have to post it. Like this is yeah. a. This is. A, I'm happy. This to is see a white it. paper. I'm happy to see. It. Here, here's I, what I'm going to propose. Okay, this is no joke. I want the biggest, baddest, awesome economist out there who's listening to this show uh-huh. this professor's included okay uh-huh. if, if you guys want to nominate this professor to challenge me to a debate i would love to have a fucking debate with this guy uh, specifically about the broken window fallacy because i don't know shit about economics Anything. i'm not an armchair co- yeah. <laughs> let's yeah. shut the fuck up dick <laughs> my problem was voted high your bullshit bicyclers problem downvoted into negative Wait, territory bicyclists like in general bicyclers, yeah. bicyclers. is what you called them bicyclers, bicyclers. i have a big <laughs> problem with bicyclers yeah. Yeah. just like in everybody at and everybody, oh, you mean they're just like the hemorrhoids this- of traffic so just any dude on his bike, you're not into it. Yeah, yeah, big problem. Oh God, I what hate a both these stupid problems. asshole. <laughs> well, no, okay, Ron, this is no joke. When I was taking the advanced math portion of the GRE test, uh, some kid walked into our our testing room and he said, 
is this uh, is this the econ advanced study? And uh, we're like, no, it's the room next door. And he, after he left, someone someone blurted out, he's like, economics, is there a wrong answer? And everybody busted up laughing. It's like a butt of jokes in the mathematics field. Is that a math joke? Yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> Dude, super, super hilarious. <laughs> hey, we're math majors. Uh, huh? Asymptotically approach is not funny. Yeah. Is the limit that of- joke has such a common denominator. <laughs> <laughs> you fucking, that's not even nerdy. That's just like <laughs> Dr. Holt, the doctor of economics. This goes, is the guy? Yeah, goes on to Great. say, uh, first of all, I should point out that these clunky regression models Maddox, is, Maddox criticizes are exactly the same clunky regression models he used to justify the lack of a gender wage gap in last month's video. No, that's not true. Well, that's what the doctor says. Oh, actually, are, are you actually, hold on, hold on, hold actually, on. Actually, yes. No, no, uh, specifically, one of the studies I referenced did do a regression model to to uh, figure out the wage gap. That was the American Association of University Women, not uh-huh. the Bureau of Labor Statistics uh, right. study. Yeah. This, I'm going to skip to the most important part, because we're already running late. Yeah. Dick accurately summed up the broken window fallacy by stating precisely what Bastia meant when first stating it. We see the effects of the broken window on the shopkeeper's wallet, but what we do not see is the money that would have been spent elsewhere. Precisely. Yeah. I precisely stated mm-hmm. something that a respected economist said. You precisely. Off the top of my head. No, you I'm didn't. like a prodigy of you economics simply, over here. You simply <laughs> cited the fallacy word for word. You just repeated yourself, which is what every single person who's been arguing with me has done. They have not addressed my arguments. What? Let me ask you this, Dick. Go ahead. Let's say, let's say this is not a hypothetical Everyone situation. Everyone hates this conversation, by I know. the way. We've got so much hate just mail real about quick, the economics just real quick. problem. No, man, this is so awesome. I have two, I I have two, two things I want to say, okay? Two, two quick little examples. One is I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm not. And the other is I'm wrong. I- <laughs> Okay, Ron, I'm editing these episodes. I'm going to use that out of context. You better believe it. Um, so here's, here's, here's the thing. There's, um, there's a, let's say there's a 3D modeler, somebody who models, uh, does 3D modeling on their computer, right? Nerd. That's something that requires a lot of rendering and com- uh, computational power, right? Yeah. So if your computer is, say, five years old, which mine has been in many instances in my life, five or ten years old, and that computer is insured under renter's insurance, which, which covers computers, DVDs, power tools, etc., that computer gets destroyed, and you replace it for the cost of value, right? That when that uh, the cost of the purchase, then you buy a modern day computer that increases your efficiency. Mm-hmm. So your productivity has now increased, hasn't it? Oh God, I got that sound in my brain. That yeah. sound. Listening to this, yeah. despite the, no t- the time you spent not having a computer. Well, that's trivial. You could you, you could trivial. buy it the same day if you trivial wanted to. Trivial to not have a computer. Ron. I mean, yeah. I mean, apparently your insurance company is really good. They cut you that <laughs> check pretty fast. They I mean, never fuck with you at I all. I mean, that's arbitrary. That's an arbitrary argument. You could say it's a day. You could say it's a week. You could say it's a month. Like whatever. I mean, whatever that that time is. Yeah, you're correct. You would deduct that from it, but it it, it would depend on how quickly they returned it. But no rebuttal. I'm hearing. No, because it's it's stupid, Dick. If if in the earthquake they built something, say like a power reactor. That uh, in place of some of the broken hovels and, and houses uh-huh. that then generated funds in the future, would you say that that's a, a positive benefit from the earthquake? From the earthquake? Yeah. I, I don't know. What if two people met and fell in love because of the earthquake? No, no, no this, sorry, all the hundreds of thousands of people that died. This isn't a what if. Like, what if they, well, I mean, I'm, I'm asking you, if that actually happened, would you say that's positive? Would I say it's positive that they built a reactor? Yeah. Just tell me what you want to say. I don't know what I don't know what the hell you won't you're answer. Thinking. You won't give me a straight answer. No, because answer. building a reactor, yeah. you need power plants. What do yeah. you mean it's good or bad? You need them. Say if you had a working you're one. You're basically making the same argument as Gary Oldman did in the fifth element yep. when the priest he's talking to the head priest and he's like a chaos is good because uh, you have to have all these little toys and these workers and these manufacturers to help clean up the chaos. Yeah. But what Gary Oldman didn't realize was that 
it was almost too much chaos. It would have brought like, you know, you could have a little bit of chaos and it would spur economic activity, but too much, like a, a huge earthquake that would dismantle all of our systems. Yeah. We wouldn't recover from that quick enough. Hmm. Yeah. Interesting. That's Emmanuel yeah. Jean-Baptiste Zorg, bitch. What do you have to say about that? Yeah. Well, I have this uh, case study oh, from 1976. God, no. The no. Tang Shan earthquakes, dickhead. You know what happened? They rebuilt the entire city, more modern, widened streets, greater property value, and they built a power reactor that was the biggest power reactor in northern China. And guess how they paid for it? This totally shits on your fucking fallacy because they didn't go into debt. They paid for it with future profits from the power reactor that they built. So fuck you. Bro, it's Nepal. They're the like yeah. the poorest country on earth. Look, they I, don't have these uh, options. Correct. I already seeded that the broken window fallacy is accurate in some instances. Dude, this is going to be so ironic when you die in an earthquake. <laughs> <laughs> I he's got to put his funeral on a credit card. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you Maddox, a famed economist. <laughs> oh, God. He's going to crowdfund his own funeral costs. I'm your friend. <laughs> <laughs> so you want to argue, uh, an eco- you said you wanted to argue an economist, or you want to debate, uh, bring the best one you've got. That's yeah. what you said. Yeah. That's like scrappy dude challenging Mike Tyson to a boxing match. You, you realize, Dick Masterson, when you search for uh, the broken window fallacy, there is an entire section on Wikipedia that's just that's entirely criticisms. And there's a study in the Journal of Economic Inquiry, Volume 40, Issue 4, that specifically shits on this fallacy. You realize like, this is not just me uh, conjecturing here. This is actually like uh, other learned men, in your, to use your parlance, have shit on this, pro- <laughs> this uh, fallacy I as well. I think what you're trying to say is that you can make the best out of a bad situation correct you know sometimes but sometimes, sometimes. Yes. that's yeah. the thing because not a, you know people uh you know sometimes people yeah. spill some milk look at haiti yeah correct. look at haiti yeah haiti. i don't have anything else to say besides haiti's, that but look at haiti haiti's a good example of this not working i got an email or i got a voicemail for you maddox you sanctimonious piece of shit <laughs> i can't fucking believe that you sat on this fucking podcast <laughs> and all you talked about was how good war was for the economy it killed Tens of millions of people. Yeah. How the fuck don't you understand that? The economy is so great. Oh, war helped the economy. What about for the tens of millions of people who are fucking dead? Yeah. Fucking uh, idiot. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sometimes it's not all good. Um, but in the... <laughs> no, I, I got, I admit, I got I another that. one for you. Yeah, Maddox, you forgot about the broken hymen fallacy, but we speculate that you go fuck yourself fucking free-flowing out of your vagina. Uh, we got another one. Hey, Maddox. I just wanted <laughs> to let you know that the assumptions you used to criticize the broken window fallacy included some assumptions of your own, uh, like yeah. money sitting in the bank is bad. Uh, uh, money sitting in the bank reduces the cost of capital, reduces. and then people can invest in things like research and development. Yeah. <laughs> you also <laughs> assume that spending is inherently good for the economy. No. If I give you $20 to eat shit, and you turn right <laughs> around and give me $20 to eat shit, the economy grew by $40, but we both ate shit for nothing. And Dick... <laughs> Roads were built to accommodate. That's a good point. Dude, that guy's great. <laughs> <laughs> Why don't you put the joint down, dickhead? Next time you call into a professional, nationally, worldwide syndicated radio broadcast. You never podcast. put that joint down, man. <laughs> Scott Miller says, Sanchez, you imbecile. Do you know how many people you could have helped in Nepal if you'd sent them this barbecue sauce? I don't know if he does or not. Probably close to zero. 
Um, I got a comment from Zachary Jensen. He said, funny seeing Maddox get called anti-fun in the intro when Dick's problem is fucking bachelor parties. Yeah. That's from a couple episodes ago. Oh, please. Oh, you're trying to turn this around on me now? You're anti-fun. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, Star-Lord. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever you say. I got another comment from Derek Hart. And you got called out on this a lot, Dick, in the comments. But he said, Dick, a tight end does not run the ball often unless it's a trick play. Wait, wait, on wait. the goal line, a handoff usually goes to the running back or fullback. What, you- Here, I got a voicemail. I got a great voicemail on that one. Yeah. Because I, I try to bring in voicemails that shit on me. Uh-huh. But last week, there was only two. <laughs> <laughs> Maddox made such an ass of himself. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know what the bags of sand equivalent is for football. But hand it off to the tight end at the one-yard line. You're a fucking idiot. <laughs> I'm so glad that people called you out on football because I don't know no, shit about it. Well, no, I, I knew I screwed it up as I listened back to it, too. I was thinking, so this guy, this fan, this fan um, packaged like $400 worth of hot sauce. Was it Bud Sanchez? Yes, Bud Sanchez okay. packaged like $400 worth of hot sauce and um, and like and toys and a, and a statue of uh, ash from army of darkness a limited edition out of 150 of them Whoa. and i saw one going on ebay right now like today going for 400 dollars. yeah so he packaged all this stuff up for us yeah. as a present for our our year anniversary Holy right shit. yeah and he's awesome. making a big deal out of it but there was this whole thing he he didn't use any any packing peanuts or anything he put like he just put it in the box yeah yeah basically basically so all the barbecue sauce... Does he not understand how things work? <laughs> I don't think so. Well, that's why he's asking Dick for advice. Obviously not. Yeah. Oh. Which, by the way, Ron, again, ended up being way better for the show than had those broken those bottles not broken. So fuck you again with your broken fallacy <laughs> horseshit. So uh, I, was trying to, I was trying to teach the lesson of, look, when you're at the one yard line... You carry it across. Mm-hmm. Like, do, you put the packing peanuts in. You make sure you do everything. Don't get distracted. Don't start celebrating early, right? That uh-huh. was my point. I stupidly said you hand it off to the tight end when you oh, would never. Oh, what a fucking idiot. idiot. Right, right, that's right. What the, that's what the Seahawks did in the last uh, Super Bowl, right? Well, and they, they fucked threw up. It, they yeah. threw it to the tight end instead of just handing it off to Marshawn Lynch, yeah. the running back. Yeah. But I got my, got my metaphor all confused. It's uh-huh. like, wait a minute, the quarterback's not going to run it in. Yeah, but I also feel like your listening audience is very understanding whenever you make a, a slight mistake. I made a mistake. Right? I'm, oh. I'm saying I'm wrong. Okay. It's very easy. Oh. Very easy I, to do. I hey, Maddox, you, you just saw that, I've right? I've never said those two words consecutively in my life. Um, uh, anyway, <laughs> this guy just ends a comment with ESPN reporting. I'm Dick Masterson. Dick Masterson, sports reporter. Mm. <laughs> Great. Um, uh, I, yeah, you got another one? Go ahead. Oh, I do have one. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I do have one, and this is a topic I really want to talk about, but it's going to be there's going to be a lot of acrimony brought up when i bring this up oh. and there's gonna be a lot of tempers are gonna flare accusations are gonna fly oh. so i'm gonna bring it up now but okay. i don't want to talk about it in front of our guest hmm. i don't want to talk about it while we have company okay let's keep this polite right yes. now i feel like the like tone usual. in the room is like when you go to your friend's house in middle school and his dad like hits his mom yep like there's just this <laughs> really weird energy right now where i'm not sure uh-huh. what to do who's who who's um, the dad i think we know who's don't who fuck this up Ron. <laughs> that's such a chicken shit yeah. answer fucking diplomacy You're obviously the woman okay. lucas lestrum <laughs> lucas lestrum says didn't Sean say he'd bring a problem for the 52nd episode? And he did. We did say that. You're baiting me, and I'm not going to do it. <laughs> All right. Ooh. All right. We're going to talk about it next week. That's some 5 o'clock foreshadow. <laughs> <laughs> I got a comment from Joseph Forsyth. 
He says, Dick considers bicyclists a problem, and in parentheses he says they aren't, and says okay. that they are more likely to get prostate cancer and health problems from pollution. Wouldn't that mean more bicyclists are likely to die from these problems and thus there would be less of them. And then he says, it doesn't really matter anyway, because if you're sitting in your car, you're also increasing your chances of developing cancer. And then he posts a link to cancer.org, where it says that women who sat for six or more hours daily faced a 37% greater risk of death as compared to those who sat for three hours or less. And for men, the increased risk of death for those who sat at least six hours a day was 17%. And those who did not exercise regularly also sat for long periods, faced even greater mortality rates, a startling Dude. 94% higher for women and 48% higher for men. Fuck you. We got to talk about the numbers. You get three numbers, then you got to stop and summarize. No. I don't know what the hell any of that was. I couldn't follow it. I, I'm sorry, Dick. Maybe go back to kid prison and pay attention this What was time. the point of that? I'm wrong somehow? 94% higher rates of mortality for people who don't exercise and who sit for more than six hours a day, and 48% higher for, for men. For people sitting? Yeah, sitting in your car with your air conditioning. People You're- are sitting for six hours in their car? What is that, a study on truck drivers? Probably it's, a study on office work. It's a study of people who sit in traffic every day and then sit at their desks at There's work. There's a lot of standing desks in the office I work at, yeah. like in the past year, and it's so weird because you'll be at your sitting desk and then the guy next to you gets a standing desk and then he's just literally oh. standing over you while you're sitting next to him. It's just this, and the whole office is like currently being switched over, but it's the big thing. Standing cars, that's what we need. That is what we need. Yeah. That would be great. That actually would be really fun. Just dr- stand and drive a car. They have standing bicycles. They're like a called podium? Razor scooters. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say, they have those that are called scooters. Uh, talk right. about looking like a dipshit while you're traveling. And they have segways, too. I guess that's a standing car, literally. Yeah, I guess yeah. you're right. Uh, it's not as cool as standing I thought Standing car it was. would be a bus. Um, you could stand in a bus. I want to drive it, though. All right. Are we ready, ready to get to problems? So we screwing around? Sure are, Dick. Uh, big problem. Yeah. Bad blowjobs. Okay. Is my problem. Bad blowjobs. Why, yeah. uh, why is that a problem? <laughs> Guys, <laughs> I have an announcement to make. Oh, man. I had an amazing blowjob this weekend. Whoa. Oh, who's What's his the, name? Who's the guy? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah good one. <laughs> okay. Gay, gay jokes. Jokes. We both simultaneously right. took uh-huh. the, picked the low-hanging fruit. Yep. Gay jokes. Great. And it made me realize how awful... Bad blowjobs are. Yeah, bad yeah. blowjobs are awful. So awful that I think they really could be the biggest problem in the universe. Hmm. Uh, well, you're wrong, but go on. Why? Wrong already. Well, because it doesn't kill anyone, doesn't affect anyone, doesn't injure anyone, uh, doesn't yeah, cause no, property. Yeah, no, it does kill someone. It kills boners like crazy. <laughs> like crazy. Do you know how awful it is to get a bad blowjob, but then you still have to be like kind of positive yeah. like, otherwise you just make them feel bad so you're like no it's great it's yeah. awesome yeah. and meanwhile you're trying so hard just to maintain a boner yeah. Yeah. and you're just like how do you have that many teeth in your mouth right now like it's not <laughs> pleasurable at all you really have to because you taste something that should be awesome and then all of a sudden it just makes it like you i've had blowjobs where i just couldn't wait for them to end and that's a yeah. terrible way to go through a blowjob. And they don't prepare you for that. No. no. You think once you get him in bed, oh man, this it's is going to be all st- smooth sailing. Oh, this is going to no. be so much fun. But and then you ugh. It's like it's it's like I mean, it's like 3 out of 4. 3 out of 4 times it's just like why did I even do any of this? You got to be like why a, did I? a little league coach, you know, where you're like, "Go, oh, keep it up. Good job. Good job. Good eye. Good eye." Like, I started yeah. I've started coaching them. Uh one of the best blowjobs I've ever gotten was uh was this girl who like um just seemed dirty. Uh, she, she just seemed like too dirty, like, pig like pen? too good at it. Huh? Like pig pen? 
The like, peanuts? No, 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 not like. Oh, pick- like yeah, blowjob so good. You're like, man, how much practice have you had? Because that's yeah, a lot of practice. Exactly, one yeah. of those. Like too much practice. It's like a porno blowjob, mm-hmm. and I'm like, this is this is nuts. Stop it. I feel like I feel I started to blush during sex. <laughs> oh, <laughs> is that any awesome. bags of sand? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> I just like the idea of like you putting your hand up to your cheek <laughs> and be like, oh my. <laughs> <laughs> what made it so great? Um. Well, do you want me to talk about the actual technique? I want to know to you what made it great. Okay, there's this move. Because that's the, that's the big question online. I punched in a, oh. what's the deal with, like, what's the deal? What's the deal with blowjobs online? Yeah. And it's a bunch of women, or probably teenage girls, because I imagine they don't really care if they give shitty blowjobs after they're 23, but just a bunch of girls going, like, what's, what's the trick? What okay. do you do? What are the techniques? It's intimate knowledge of the, of the wiener and enthusiasm. Those two, that those two. is okay. the biggest thing for me uh-huh. is it's always like, what's the trick to just enjoy it? Yeah. yeah. Like that's how it's like to actively enjoy the process. Cause I've, I've gotten those like, um, you earned it blowjobs and there, there's nothing worse. <laughs> it's insulting. Than getting like a, well, I guess I got to do this. Yeah. Like, it's just like, I, you're not having fun. Yeah. I'm, I'm not, not having, having fun. fun. And like, cause I, I, uh, I like reciprocating and I actively sure. enjoy it. And so it's like, it's not sometimes, you know, I mean, I, I'm, a, I'm a creepy dude. I like it. <laughs> all right. All right. You know, all right. Just, <laughs> yeah, you know? man. It's uh it's, it's fun. It's fun. Well, I got some stats for you. Oh, great. Oh, well, you said, like you're saying, they've got to love it. The, Out, the worst right? is like, the worst is though, is when they give it to you and they're like not into it. And then they're like, yeah. why aren't you coming? And you're like, do you really want me uh, to yeah, answer that question? Cause this is a charade. Yeah. That's why. Um, I love survey out of Esquire. Women who said, I love it. That was their response. Only 30%. Only 30% Only 30% of women percent. said they love said they, they love, love they love doing it. The that was their response to this survey. Is, yeah. I love it. They had the choice between I love it, I like it because he likes it, I do it, but I don't like it, which is uh, like a prison sentence yeah. in bed. And I won't do it. 5%. Fine. Can't even imagine that. It's a weird uh, conversation. You know, hey, can I, um, you know that... Would you ever consider, you know, letting me put my penis inside your head? And her just like drawing the line. I don't do that. And it's yeah. like, well, that to me is just like being like, no, I don't like to make my my partner feel good. Yeah. Right? You know? yeah. yeah. I guess I would ask, well, why? Like, what's, you know, have you had a bad experience or something? You know, I mean, I feel like there's a lot more subtext under a statement like that. Hmm. Yeah, um, I've I've met I've met a lot of girls who well a lot of them will say uh, you know it's kind of like a little bonus that they'll say I'll swallow and I say I don't care uh, do what you want with it and once it leaves my body it's no longer mine and I don't feel it so yeah. if it's going down your throat I'm and it's done doing something, I you're don't know. done whatever whatever I it doesn't matter if you to me go outside and spit it into my garden because I actually hear it's really good for the plants <laughs> I don't care what you do with it you can fertilize plants just don't fertilize your ovaries and yeah. please don't get it on my sheets. <laughs> that too because <laughs> I actually it is a big pet beef of mine I'm like great now I gotta wash them again because I'm a you know pretty type A and changing your sheets is a big is big hassle isn't it oh uh, uh, yeah and changing yeah, the, yeah. And, and that's like so many dudes who don't get laid I'm just like just change your goddamn sheets like you finally get a woman into your bed first of all your mattress is on the floor do you think any woman is excited about that possibility when no. she goes into your room and sees your mattress on the floor. And then you have these dirty, crusty sheets. It's like all she's doing is just like, I shouldn't be doing this. Mm-hmm. Like Just like <laughs> spend more than $18 on sheets. Change them once every two weeks. I'm not saying anything crazy right now. No, no. And so many dudes don't do this, and then they wonder why they never, like, they never get laid. And it's like because you live like a hobo. Yeah, you know? Dick Masterson. <laughs> what chill, are you talking about me for? Chiller sheets. 
I don't, oh, Jesus. <laughs> he made up this story that I have chili on my sheets or something. Chili? For some reason. Yeah, yeah, chili. I don't know. Is that yeah. what you call it? Chili? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Spicy. Baby, you want some of my chili? Gross. <laughs> Just please say that all the time. So 30%. You're looking at 70% of the time you're getting a shitty blowjob, man. That's 70% of life that's yeah. basically not worth living. Man, uh, you find a partner that you're with for a long time who gives great blowjobs, and you're, you've got it made, man. You're golden. Uh, yeah. yeah. But think- I'm not uh, – here's the thing. I think the problem here is society because uh, – especially hmm. the media, uh, uh, TV oh. TV at large, entertainment, the entertainment industry has sold this the two, two great myths. First of all, that guys want sex all the time, and second is they want blowjobs all the time. Yeah, I'm in my 30s, man. I don't want sex all the time. Uh, yeah, and it, I mean, I, I do to an extent, but it's not with anyone, anywhere, anytime. It's a, it's like, hey, when I'm ready, I'll let you yeah, know. Yeah, no, but there are definitely nights where I'm like, we could seriously just watch Game of Thrones, and I'd be totally happy. Yeah, that yeah. is a very 30s thing to, that you just said. Yeah, no, I'm deep in it. Yeah, um, and then the other thing, the, the blowjob thing, uh, which is, which is like, we're always supposed to want and expect blowjobs. I'm okay with not getting them some, like, Unless you want to, again, yeah, it's, it's yeah, like no, if, if, I'm, I'm not going to force my wiener in your mouth. Like that's. But you thing. could talk me into it. What you specifically did? No, to a girl. I could talk a girl into it. No, but she could talk me into it. Yes, yeah. correct. Yeah. I don't want. I don't want it necessarily. Right. But if you're looking for, uh, if you're looking for something, I think it really just comes down to like bar. enthusiasm. You know, if it's it something is. that you want to do, it's yes. like, oh, does this turn you on? Oh, absolutely, yeah. I want to help out. There's with There's no that. moves. Yeah, it's like no. professional wrestling. But then, do you? I mean, of course. What do you think about guys who uh, won't go down on women? Stupid idiots. Uh, I think it's. I think um, I I could fall into that category sometimes. Because huh. different women will bring it out of you. I I I think I just. I've always enjoyed it, but I think if she's going down on you, it's you can't be one of those dudes who's like, yeah, I don't do that, because then you're just as bad. Well, you don't have to say yeah. it. You just have to not do it. <laughs> Dick, that, that's Big the difference. same thing, and then they, they get in that headspace where they're like, well, can What's I ask him for that special Yeah, maybe it wasn't good enough. Then they get thinking like, oh, next time it'll be better, and I'll get it. Nah, man, I'm okay. I'm okay with uh, with either one. If, they, if, they're, if they're down, I'm down, because I'm down to chow. Yeah, <laughs> I hate when people do the. Uh, I hate those like whenever a woman said like, "Oh, you were like you did that really nice thing. Like you came out with me and my friends from high school. Like you're gonna get a blowjob later." I hate when people use sex as yes. this like reward or this Absolutely treat. Too. Ron, like, yes, just fucking do it because it makes your partner feel good. Like what? <laughs> why do you have to like? Ron, did I, I win? Uh, yeah, that that is the ding of success. I've been working on a, a thesis for uh, about that specifically for a long time. It's a something thesis? that, yeah, yeah, it's something that uh, that is so pervasive in inter- entertainment that it like sex is this reward, which is really perverse it's and disgusting. Up. Yeah, it's just do it because it's the person you love. Yeah, it's not supposed to be a barter system. If you're not into it, I'm not into it. Yeah, I hate- yeah, end of story. Like yeah. if you don't want to have sex with me, uh, all right, peace out. Not like turning sex into a transaction, you know, to really like oh. heighten the mood. Well, what do you, uh, yeah, what do you give me? What's, uh, what's for barter? Mm-hmm. Stupid. Yeah. Uh, well, that's my problem. All right, Dick. Um, I get the worst. I remembered the three worst blowjobs, blowjobs I've ever had. You want to hear those? Yeah, I kind of do. I kind of want to hear a little bit more about the good one, too. What's, uh... Why do you want to hear about the good one? Nobody wants to hear about good sex. They want to hear about the awful stuff. All right. Let's hear it. Wait, were they from the same person? No. Woman, no. <laughs> Did you just call Sean a woman? No, I'm saying he should not person. Were they from the same woman? No, no, I think person's no. correct. Was, <laughs> no, was her name Jeremy? Uh, no, no, it was not Alex. No, one was um, one was about one was about two pumps in, and she says to me, 
Is it good? A lot of guys say that uh, I'm, I'm I give the best blowjobs they've ever had. Uh, I, f- I hate that. I hate that. <laughs> it's yeah. like, first of all, you know what? If 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 you give the best, you don't have to say that. If you do, yeah, you know, you'll the, know. The proof is in the chili. You know, yeah, gross. Yeah. So uh, I had to. I had to end. I it. never trust any girl who ever says I'm really good at blowjobs because I'm like, first off, you were that good. You wouldn't need to say anything. Because you would already have your self-worth just from being, like, fucking awesome at it. You wouldn't need to, like, express it to anybody else. Same thing with guys. You're like, oh, I'm great at going down on chicks. Um, no, you aren't. If you don't ever talk about it, huh. then you are. No, totally. Let's see. The second one was the second one was a girl punished the... Well, she was trying to do, like, a sword in the stone thing, but in reverse. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Oh. <laughs> like, that sounds you know, so painful. Of, yeah, it was very painful. Wait, how does that work? Well, instead of trying to pull the sword out of the stone, uh-huh. she was trying to cram the sword into the stone, if you catch my meaning. Oh, my god! Right? Just as hard as possible. Like, I'm sure this thing will fucking fit if I just hammer it a little more. That sounds awful. And I'll tell you the worst part. She loved it. So I had to adapt to, oh. to, to this treatment again and again and again. Because what are you going to do? Say no to that? Yeah. You're not, I'm not crazy. Poor guy. Yeah. And the worst one was uh, this girl says, um, do you have a condom? And I just, I start laughing. It's like, <laughs> for, for a blowjob? No. Yeah. no. <laughs> Never mind. No. We're done. Condoms with blowjob yeah. is stupid. Unless you got bumps on your dick. Which uh, I, I got know. one more stat. <laughs> um, 23% of men refuse to date women who will not give them blowjobs. That should be 100%. That's a huge problem. Now, that's what I thought, too. Yeah. But let's, we've got four guys here in this room uh, Ron, yeah, are you a yes or no? You agree or disagree with that? Girl says no. What do you say? Hit the hit the road, sweetheart. Hit the road, Jacqueline. I don't know if I'd say hit the road. I I would try and find like be like why, like talk to me about it. Like so, you're hooked right there. A why yeah. is in. That's uh-huh. a foot in the door. I'm, I, I want to hear those are sales questions. Why. Yeah, mm-hmm. those are buying questions. I mean, but this. I mean, she got some big old titties. I mean, there's other All factors right. in the mind. Mm-hmm. You know That's what true. I mean? It's true. The women. In this, uh, I think the women of this episode are loving this. By the way. Um, Why we're giving them good tips? According to the internet, this is what they search for. Yeah, a little dick tip. I I think that if the woman is uh, is abjectly opposed to it, then I would say like if a blowjob killed her father. Yeah. Well, I mean, there are exceptions. If a blowjob killed her father, I'd I'd Uh give her an exception. But you know, that'd be uh, I'd have to hear the story really to judge. Um, yeah, if the chick's, if the chick's not into it, that's a different story, but if they, if she just absolutely refuses out of principle, I'd see, I'd say, okay, see ya, you're not interested in, I mean, you're not open-minded at some point. What that's, if she doesn't tell you and just never does it? Uh, I don't know. But it's also like a blowjob isn't a crazy thing. No. Like, if a girl's like, oh, I don't like anal, it's like, oh, okay, yeah. okay I get that, like, okay, fine, I understand, it's not comfortable it's for traumatic. you, I enjoy it. And then you spend the rest of your life just trying to persuade her to, uh, to, uh, open up that b-hole. Yeah. <laughs> 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 it's fun. Yeah. Come on, it's my birthday. Yeah. Come Sean, on. you're the last one. Yes or no? I don't know what I'd say. It's never happened to me. Oh, no, fuck I'm God. Cool. I never did fuck a woman. Yeah. I don't know. Cool, Sean. Well, then, thanks, guys. What then, about the hypothetical, Sean? If a girl was refusing at the outset. If a girl walked in here right now with an itty-bitty waist and a round thing in your face and she said, I don't suck dick. I mean, I'd probably look for somebody else. All right. Okay. Fair enough. And how about you, Dick? What's your oh, final? Yeah, answer? of course. God, okay. yes. Okay. Uh, sorry, Ron. You, you're the guy getting a lemon. Oh, uh, that's deal. right. Yeah. All right. Thank you for being our guest this week. 
And we should mention uh, your website's uh, heyron.com, uh, which we'll plug in at the end, but it's uh, uh, really fun. There's a sketch that you just put up there. Yeah. That I'm in. You're in. I have a cameo. I haven't even seen it, and I asked oh. not to see it until after this episode. Yeah, well, that's yeah. good. Okay, so why yeah. did you put him in a sketch? Because uh, I, I needed someone, and uh, I texted him, and he was like, yeah, I'm down. And mm. so I was like, sweet, let's do it. How would you grade his acting? Um, Is it better than his economizing? Much better. Okay. Abs- astoundingly Fuck. better. <laughs> Fuck you guys. I'm so... P- okay, you know what? Let's skip Ron. Uh, let's go to my problem. Ron, what do you got this week? All right. Uh, my problem is um, automatic dispensers and airport bathrooms. It's very specific. Yeah. You know, the, uh, yeah. the hand and the soap and honestly, even the, the toilets. It's um, So automatic sensors, right? Yeah, automatic sensors. Now, automatic sensors. Okay. okay. Remember when airports started like getting these motion-controlled faucets? Like, yeah. Do you remember the first time you saw that? Like, I had... I remember seeing that. I had such high hopes for the future. I thought it was cool. Like, I, yeah. yeah, I remember I was like, oh my God, finally, like, this is it. Like, the future is now. And I, I you know, I was like, okay, just a few more years, we'll have the, the flying cars and like the hoverboards. Yeah. And, like, space ice cream will be everywhere. It's a little cock tease of the future. And it was just great. And I, but remember it was, uh, but it was a little bit weird. You know, they didn't quite work, but I, I was like, you know what? That's okay. Cause it's a new technology. And I understand that when new technology happens, it's a bit wonky. Mm-hmm. It takes a couple years to iron out, iron that out. I'm not ridiculous. I understand that. It's not perfect. That's fine. But it's been 10 years and it's still wonky. All right. Kinks abound. Every time you try and use an automatic dispenser, it's like when four cars pull up at the same time to an intersection. Oh. You just don't know who to go. And there's this hemming and hawing and there's wasting of water yeah. during an epic drought, you know? Yeah. And also, this is like, they're pitching us the idea of self-driving cars and the Hyperloop and the Oculus Rift and robot limbs and all these things where we're giving robots like control over vast parts of our lives. And a lot of people are nervous about this and rightly so, because they can't get fucking automatic soap dispensers right in airport bathrooms. I mean, if your kid can't make toast, you're not going to let him make breakfast, all right? Right. In this scene, like the automatic soap dispensers, like, well, I guess the Hyperloop would be like the bacon and the dispensers would be like, not even like the toast. It'd be the napkin that you use to wipe your face. Yeah. You know, and they just, they, if they can't get that right, I don't trust them with anything else. There's no possible way. I wouldn't. I wouldn't let a kid make me breakfast, but I'd make him. So it's a very subtle distinction there. Mm-hmm. So you would order him to make you breakfast? Yeah, unless he wanted to, in which case I'd say no. <laughs> it's a control thing. Um, yeah, uh, just like blowjobs. No. <laughs> no. I only want a girl from a blowjob who doesn't want to do it. It's, Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Now, now that they're ten years old too, all of it's fallen into disrepair. Like you go to use those soap things. You go. You put your hand under there. It does nothing. You assume it's broken. You take your hand away. It, it shoots. shoots out a bunch of pink goo, and you look on the floor, and there's like a swamp of pink goo. It's like, supposed tremendous. to make things every efficient. Like my mind was blown when I saw uh, that that one part from Garden State when Zach Braff walked by all the the faucets, and they all go off as he's walking by. Yep. And in my head, I was like, "Well, we got to fix that because that's just a huge waste of water." And we and we still haven't quite fixed it. And I don't understand how like we can shoot thousands of satellites into space and we can't get like one of those teams to like crack this code on their lunch break to finally make like a decent sensor so that this shit just works yeah uh the toilets don't work the soap doesn't work oh uh, the foot hand thing when you wave your hand in front of the paper towel dispenser you know what the worst either. fucking thing apart that about that is it only sh- it shoots out like a third mm-hmm. of a serving yep. then it sh- shoots out 
like a, th- a three of those, like a whole serving, and you still need one more to dry your hands properly. So you do properly. it again, so you and do then it, it again. Just a, so you, we've turned going to the bathroom into this like kind of a stressful experience. Yeah. Like it should be this part where you go in, you relieve yourself. You have a moment of calm. You're already in an airport, so you're already kind of heightened. Drop and a deuce. nothing they're doing, and it doesn't even help them because they're like, oh, it, it makes things like more it's messy. water everywhere. You get soap everywhere. The toilets are always going off. It's just like, or never, how the or fuck never. haven't we fixed this yet? You know, that the, uh, the flip side of that is sometimes you take a real nasty growler in the, in the airport toilet, and it's like kind of, you know, it's one of those like event horizon breakers where it's like coming out past mm-hmm. the water. You know what I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. And... For some reason or the other, the fucking sensor doesn't detect. And you get up and you look around desperately for, and it's eliminated courtesy flushes. I've been in toilets had like massive diarrhea where it's just like just coating the bowl in yellow slime. Yellow. Specific color. I chose yellow. Uh, I turn around looking for the flush, something desperately to help out my fellow man. Yeah, you can. Of all the courteous things you can do in life, the courtesy flush is number one. And I'm looking for, desperately, I'm feeling around for buttons or anything, like pushing things and squeezing things and undoing the fucking toilet seat. Desperately, I'm like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I'm sorry my shit stinks so bad. I, I ate something wrong. I'm in an airport. What do you want me to do? And I'm just sitting there sweating, just sweating cold sweat. You always have to search for the button, too. There's always a button. Yeah. Yeah. They hide it. And you got to search for it. It drives me fucking crazy. You know what? You know what I'm wondering? This is kind of like tangential to a a conspiracy dipshit problem. It's uh, top 10 on the list right now, by the way, I I believe, or top 20. Anyway, um, those sensors are essentially cameras. They're infrared cameras. (laughs) Really? Yes. And I don't know why conspiracy dipshits haven't glommed onto this one. Because essentially, anyone, someone could tap into that network of cameras and see everyone's junk everywhere. No, they're lasers and photoreceptors. They're not... They're not cameras. They're infrared. They're not CCD cameras, though. They're probably just like a photo cell. But they're infrared. They they work by comparing uh, two scans of the same image within a certain. Uh, uh, I don't think you're right about that. Yeah, I don't, I don't think it's an. I don't think it has a or a CCD chip in it. Like it's mm. just a. You have you seen a photoresistor? Yeah. Like it, like a little wafer that right. just tells you it changes its resistance whether you cover it or not, where it's dark or not. Oh, so if, it, if the uh, signal's broken, that's when it that's when it yeah detects. when it gets dark, the resistance drops and it flushes. Oh, that's yeah, why you if you right lean forward, in they didn't equip toilets with video cameras. Well, I guess, th- but they could. It's pretty simple. It's not a stretch of the imagination that uh, you know it is a conspiracy dipshit thing, but they could put actual photo cameras in those. Oh, made made in China. I don't know. Chinese. You see a bunch of buttholes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I guess we have to put the camera inside the toilet. So no, it may probably. Be. It really frustrates me that technology has made our lives so much worse. Well, I just in love this like, specific way. When I get super pissed off is like you know when they bring out a new phone and they're like, oh, it can do this, it can do that, and I'm like, can't you just make the shit work on my old phone? Like, stop introducing new bells and whistles. Just make mm. the things we already have work. Ron. Yeah. Then I'd be happy. What kind yeah. of phone do you use, Ron? Shut the fuck up, man. Ah, uh, Ron uses an iPhone, and he's kind of upset because the new iOS always makes your old iPhone kind of crippled, doesn't it? Kind of like uh, a reason to go out and buy the new iPhone, the new model, because the new OS keeps adding layers of complexity that they don't need to, overhead in RAM and CPU usage, so it yeah. cripples every new, every last generation of phone. Try running the, the iPhone 4S right now with the current with the modern operating system. You fucking can't. You know, you're completely right. Yeah. Well, he's completely right, but this is also a man whose phone is so unreliable that we can no longer text. We oh. have to email important things Jesus. because texts might or might not come through on his phone. Is that, Maddox, is that a true statement or not? 
Well, that's unfortunate. Yeah. <laughs> it is absolutely true. I fucking hate my phone right now. Yeah. Dude, I just want to get um I just want to get a box of flip phones and then just walk around town like and just stand outside of subway stations and just be like Go now and then break the phone and then throw it in the garbage and run onto the subway just to freak people out. Just because I feel like that's what you always see people like break a phone, throw it away. Like Walter White. Yeah. Just want to break flip phones all the time. All right, Ron, good problem. I will say this though in defense of uh, automatic motion sensors, the one technology I've seen that works really well and I fucking love it is at airports, some uh, modern ones, especially like in uh, Tokyo and Hong Kong, they have these toilet seats with plastic wrapped all the way around the seat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What? Uh Those are so cool. And you sit down on it and it senses, I think it senses your weight uh, differential. And so when you get up, it automatically slides the plastic around the seat so you never have to touch it or change it. First of all, I guess what I should should amend my problem to say that this is strictly an American thing because I have taken some of the most glorious dumps of my life in Japan where you poop in like a a, a, clo- a closet. Like yeah. it's like a, a room and there was like this, uh, like almost like this little, it was like a bidet and then like you had all these buttons on it. I mean, it was incredibly complex for a toilet and you just got, I mean, it was awesome. It was the most comforting and like relaxing thing where like you know american like we have that because uh, i think they want it so people don't do drugs but they have those doors with that half inch gap where mm. someone can just peek in that's why it's because I, of drugs that's what someone told me it's like oh so because uh so people don't do drugs in the bathroom and i'm like i many, hope it's not that re- i hope it's people because of its fucking precision drugs? no how it makes no sense we make cars like we can't how what is it precision like we can't put two doors together like we haven't figured that out at the bathroom door making factory it could be it makes for no any, sense yeah it could be for any number of reasons like people having sex in the bathroom homeless people shooting up uh yeah well that i guess that is because they then, don't want you to have that level of privacy which i hate why are we proud of ourselves in america at all if yeah. we, why are we why do we walk around pretending to be tough men when we have no regard for our own bathrooms that's this is a travesty it's really, I, well, isn't it? It's, it's disgusting. How many times have you taken a piss next to someone where there's not even like a, a little, you know how there's a little wall usually yeah. between urinals, but then a lot of bathrooms just won't have that. And I'm like, why do people think that I want to pee like with a bunch of other dudes all the time? Like I want my own little space to how pee. How much would it cost? It doesn't cost anything. I what don't about understand. the troughs? The troughs are awful. What about I the lo- troughs? Yeah. I actually love troughs. Why? I like getting, I like getting guys in a little sword fight. Actually, right. the only time I like troughs is when it's like one of those like downtown LA 1930 yeah. bathrooms because yeah. I feel like I'm peeing in a time machine. Yeah. I kind of like that. It's like to, that's how my dad peed. You know what I mean? Yeah. What do you mean? You get, you get in a sword fight with other dudes? Yeah, like, hey, dude, sword fight. You kind of throw a lure out. And who are you, gay? It's not It's not different because she's saying it. That's basically you saying that. Yeah, I mean, it's gay. I'll say it. It's pretty gay. Actually, it is the definition of kind of gay. I mean, if you want to. Touch your huh? penis to other men. Hey. Like literally gay. No, um, not your penis. Your pee streams. Like like lightsabers. Yeah, but you know, here's, like here's your pee, the- you have to keep your pee stream going, or whosoever pee stream wields first, they have less power than you. So <laughs> that's the definite duh. That's a sword fight. That's, Everyone knows that. Dip shit. <laughs> that, that and then a- sometimes you make the sounds while you're doing it. Yeah, well, that's a, that's a, a pissing contest for real. Yeah. Yeah. My, cool. my friends and I actually used to have pissing contests in grade school. We'd, we'd uh, walk home and we'd climb up my neighbor's tree on the way home because he had a very climbable tree. And we'd uh, get on the far, furthest branch out. Climbable was, tree, bro. Nice. It was yeah. very climbable. We'd get up in the furthest branch that was near the street and we'd, ha- we'd see who could pee further. 
and uh, yeah, it was just a piss contest. We used to do we that where we would start peeing in grade school and we'd start taking steps back yes. from the urinal yeah. to see who could get the furthest march. Oh, that's march. cool. Yep. Yeah. And then you'd piss all over the bathroom. Yeah. And just, you never even thought it was bad as a no, kid. You're now you're like, like why did I do and that? you're like some poor guy in his like 30s and 40s is like these fucking kids. Yeah. Always. You ever pee? You know the best was when you were uh, like at camp or something or on, on a hike and you just, I mean, it's still my favorite thing to do is just to pee from high up. Yes. That's the best. Absolutely. Yes. You peeing from the highest up place ever. So that it splatters into a mist before it even hits the yeah, ground. Yeah, it just evaporates. Like you're throwing your own ashes off of a cliff. My my dad, we went to the Grand Canyon, and there's this part that's kind of like roped off away from tourists because it's this really, really thin walkway that's on this tiny little ledge all the way out in the, like, the, the uh, it's, a, it's a decent amount into the canyon. Mm-hmm. And my dad, my mom's screaming at him saying, don't do it, don't do it. My dad's like, ah, shut up. And he climbs over the fence and he's walking down this tiny little walkway at some point he had to put one foot in front of the other to get to the end of this uh, thing and as soon as he got out to the very end he just took his dick out and took a leak <laughs> fucking awesome and that was i like, was so proud of my yeah, dad i was like uh that's kind of like oh what's the coolest thing my dad has ever done <laughs> like, you got your story locked and loaded uh there's a bunch buddy all right let's get to the real biggest problem in the universe can i say something first yeah i got so much hate mail i got more hate mail for our last episode than any other Good. people saying how the economy problem was so boring that they couldn't take it they're uh-huh. like i'm ready to shut the episode off yeah because it's too there's too much debate and too oh. many figures and oh. blah 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 okay you guys have gotten an episode with blowjobs and pissing on stuff. Are yeah. you happy now? Yeah. Well, uh, I, I then let me apologize in advance for oh. my problem, my next problem that I'm going to bring in, because I hope it's not too close to economists. Oh, God. But it's psychics. Oh. Yeah. Cora, help <laughs> and Don't put the real one <laughs> in. That's the, that's the button. Whatever. I don't give a shit. I economists. I can't remember the last time I've seen a psychic, like, store. Are there... They're How everywhere. They're all over in LA. They're all over. There's yeah. probably like three on the street right now. Yeah. <laughs> and they're open 24 hours too, these fucking psychic shops. They're always trying to hustle you in. Psychics. You mean psychics, not econ- you, you didn't have economy in there for real, did you? I, I did put in economists. Yeah, but is it psychics or economists? Psychics is my problem. Okay. okay. But there, but it's a very fine line between psychics oh, and economists. Fuck off. All right. Uh, so economists are the psychics of the mathematical world. <laughs> and, and psychics are the economists of the spiritual world. Uh-huh. They're people who think they have an extrasensory perception, right? ESP. To be specific, the ability to perceive information not gained through physical senses. So it violates the principles of basic science, like the ability for the past to transmit information to the present. That's a thing. Um, oh, and uh, you can do goofy shit like the psychic ability to smell. Did you know this, guys? No. No. Yeah, until I started looking into it, I didn't realize how goofy all the psychic shit was, but there's there is a psychic version of every normal sense that we have. So huh. um So what, you could like know what you're gonna smell like yeah. in the future? Yeah, or I mean I feel I feel future. I feel something brewing right now in my stomach. You guys are gonna smell something in the future. Um <laughs> <laughs> there's uh I went through the list of all the all the different kind of psychic senses. This one's called clairsentience. And I started I just for fun I added um the word or penis at the end of these descriptions, but feeling or touching with the mind is clairsentience. So you can feel someone's soul or penis. Mm-hmm. Uh that's yeah, the clairsentience. And then there's clairaudience, hearing with the mind, which is actually how you hear. Uh, um, what And what they mean is usually to talk to the dead or talk to paranormal spirits or to hear their voices yeah. or penises. Yeah, yeah funny um, little joke. Um, and then there's clair, clair, 
I think it's clairaliance. Clairaliance. The ability is to smell psychically. You can smell a really smelly ghost penis with that one. What do you smell for real, though? What do they say that you sm- that you smell if you're oh, a psychic? I smell strawberries. Yeah, I have no fucking oh, idea. Okay. You're going to the farmer's market tomorrow. I think it's a less common one, the, the uh, clairaliance. And then there's claircognizance. It's knowing something psychically, primarily by means of intrinsic knowledge. The knowledge you get psychically has no physical explanation by definition. So that's the one that we we kind of think of when we yeah. think of psychic. Yeah, yeah. like Except, I don't, I've never yeah. gone to a psychic and been like, so what am I going to smell in the future? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah I gotta be, know. That I think I think that throw them for the loop. And then the final one is Claire Gustin's. It's tasting psychically. Yeah, that's the thing. People hmm. with the power of Claire Gustin's claim to be able to taste things without putting them in their mouths. I couldn't think of a penis joke there. Uh, <laughs> 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 but uh, yeah, those are those are the six. Psychic versions of senses that we actually have. Yeah. Total bullshit. Um, there's, so there are these cards that were invented in like the 1930s. They're called Zenner cards. And you've, you've seen these. These were used in Ghostbusters. Remember the very first scene of Ghostbusters mm-hmm. where uh, they're, they're testing the guy? Uh, what's a um, Venkman. Venkman. Yeah, Venkman's testing the guy. The symbols on the cards are circle, square, wavy lines, cross, and star. And five cards are in a pack of 25. So this, uh, this botanist from Duke University became interested in testing psychics. So he created Zenner cards to test them. He didn't want to be associated with seances and hauntings. So he coined the term parapsychology. This was the guy. And so they started oh, doing... He, there's a real parapsychologist? Yeah. It's, it's, oh, that's funny. Yeah. He's, he coined that term because he started. He was the first one to really start testing these kooks huh. and saying, okay, well, yeah. let's, let's do a somewhat scientific approach to this like weirdo bullshit. Yeah. Yeah. What is, is it, what's the problem? I'll tell you what the problem is, Dick. It's a real problem. Have you ever known someone who seriously relies on psychics? Bro, uh, I don't know how seriously <laughs> yes, yes, bro. you want. he starts a sentence, bro, <laughs> I just know I'm going to get some knowledge dropped on me. <laughs> Go on, bro. Listen, bro. <laughs> yeah. More, I think more people than you, I think you'd be surprised at the number of people you know who slightly rely on psychics. Yeah. Like the number of people who just kind of buy into it a little bit, mm-hmm. the kind of people who need, who like do it to make themselves feel better a little bit every once in a while. Yeah. Well, to me, it was that thing you did like when you went down to the Jersey Shore and you'd be like, oh, I mean, whatever, let's just try it. And yeah. like, it's that thing you do like once in eighth grade, and you're like, this is bullshit. But then she says something to you like, you're going to marry a woman named Jamie. And then every Jamie you meet, you're like, maybe yeah. this is the one. Like, there's always that gnawing sense. It doesn't do you any good. Like, all it does is just give you a voice in your head. It's fun, though. Oh, it dick. is fun. It is fun. It is fun. It's okay. It's fun. You, fine, fine. You want to call it fun? So are drugs until it becomes a problem. Oh, then, okay, yeah. Well, man, yeah. Like I know so many friends addicted to psychics. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, Give me forty bucks, man. I gotta know I'm gonna smell dick to tell me what I'm gonna do next. I'll suck your dick to tell me the next time you're. I'm gonna suck your dick. That's right now. I'll tell you when it becomes a problem is when you have people who become desperate. They're in desperate places in their lives, and they turn to psychics for help. They ask psychics what they should do with their lives. Uh-huh. And the psychics, who are basically just pulling shit out of their asses, are, are guiding these people into making really bad decisions sometimes. I've, had, I've known people who have moved cross-country based on the advice of a psychic. I've known people who have gone into really shitty relationships and stayed in them for years, abusive relationships, because of the advice of a psychic. <laughs> I'm sure they were wrecking an amazing life. 
someone yeah. who would take advice from a psychic. By the way, I would love for you to just replace God with psychic and everything that you're saying, because isn't that the same thing? No. People go to priests for advice. They seek counsel from some kind of spiritual authority. And those people are just pulling shit out of their ass, too. No, but priests and rabbis, when you go to them and confess, they not, they don't tell you, here's what you should do to fix your life. They tell you, go say ten Hail Marys and uh, have a nice day. And fork over the cash. No, that's, no. <laughs> have you ever been to a church? That's not what they do. They charge for weddings. Well, sure they do. And that, yeah. that's a fucking uh, scam. All right. Yeah. Anyway, um, so... Psychics, psychics do cause real harm to people. I've known, like I said, I've known people who've gone into really shitty relationships and gotten out of great ones and gotten, you know, moved cross country based on the advice of a psychic. And what they do a lot of times is they take, they rope you in for a lot of money. Um, so I went through a list of some of the some of the famous psychics throughout history. In 1877, there's this guy named Edgar Casey. Uh, people were skeptical of his ability to do psychic healings. He was called a fraud. And he was kind of upset because he said that his work in psychics, uh, in uh, psychic spirituality, was taking away the attention from his work in psychic healing. He was, oh, yeah. Yeah, he oh, was man. upset about that. Uh, 1911, there's a guy named Peter Herkos. He failed to predict accurately the date of his own death, <laughs> although he prophesied that he would die on the 17th of November in 1961. He did not die until the uh, June 1st, 1988. You know what pisses me off is the guy who... Um the one who uh, forecasted the end of the world, and he got Mr. all those dumbass. Uh, the, no, the the dude from a couple years ago. He was recent. He always yeah. he got all those people to oh, spend yeah. the retirement money on yeah. billboards, and then it didn't happen. And he was like, oh, I, I, I fucked up the math. It's gonna happen." Like, yeah. And and there's no. The, my problem with that is, is they, there's never any repercussions. Right. Like yeah. you could just say the end of the world's coming, and all these people spend their savings, and then it doesn't happen, and then you're like, "All right." Yeah. yeah. Oops. Well, that's the second time that guy predicted it. Too. Exactly. Yeah. He's yeah. wrong yeah. before. And I think we should, if you do something that big, I think, and you, it doesn't happen, we should like, I don't know, take a like take a finger, like something. Like we we all get a <laughs> finger. Like and you, we then we share it, but like just something so that people don't do that stuff lightly. So that's the thing. You could make the wrong psychics. I guess could make the wrong call. And what's going to happen if they're wrong? Yeah. You know, you're just like man. They're just a bunch of charlatans who will take you for what you're worth. They'll they'll uh, bring you in. They'll t- they'll give you this prediction. I've had there are phone psychics, and there there actually there was this girl on YouTube who started out way long time ago, and she got really popular and like lost her fucking mind, or maybe it was gone always to begin with. But um, she was this girl. Uh, I forget her name is like Kaylee, Kylie, whatever. She gave sex advice, and her whole gimmick was she had these thigh high rainbow socks that she wore, and she would just sit there. Oh, I- Kicking her legs back and forth, All right. good lord, so erotically, <laughs> and and she just kind of like played it off, like, oh, I'm just, be- I don't know what you guys uh, like about this, blah blah blah, but. <laughs> She was giving sex advice, so everyone's all horned up, and just like everyone's just like diddling their bean and and uh, rubbing one off while they're watching this chick, right? <laughs> okay. Uh-huh. Then she got into like some weird high school drama bullshit and YouTube comments with YouTubers calling her mean, whatever. And she like lost her fucking mind, moved cross country, like married someone, like all this like crazy shit. This is, by the way, this isn't uh, my account or so my you, accusations. Your crazy is shit is read. someone who who moved and married. No, no, no. I'm not. Yeah, I mean that is crazy. But uh, <laughs> here's here's where it gets like crazy. Uh, she's tried to start making money by doing psychic healings remotely, remote psychic healings. Mm-hmm. And uh, and so people were tr- sending her money, and she'd say, for one hour it costs $135 or whatever. I'm, I'm like, it's kind of a good I'm paraphrasing here. Think yeah. about it. Like remote psychic healing, buck 35 probably write that off in it's your taxes. Deal. Yeah. yeah. 
And and the the sad thing is like people were paying this this woman for this remote psychic healing. And, and where it becomes a problem, Dick, uh, specifically this is if they and and religion can be a problem too in this in this very same sense is if they if if they turn to psychic healing or prayer in lieu of actual medicine. That's when it becomes a problem. There are people who will go yeah. towards this alternate medicine before like it's not even medicine let's just call it uh what it is quackery yeah it's quackery yeah scam there's um a woman uh sylvia brown she's one of the most famous angels what's that is that her book yeah no she writes all about angels yeah yeah how everyone on the planet has a whole planet full of angels just for them are you fucking serious yeah cool oh it's quite a world she lives so i have a a whole planet of angels just for me yeah sounds kind of like there's there's they all look exactly like you no way i don't know if that's how i'm adding to the i don't that's not canon yeah. Well, she was convicted for fraud. Oh. She sold gold mining securities to a couple oh. for $20,000. Convicted of fraud. Why did she do that? She, she was making so much money I with the books. I don't understand when people do was. that. Like, I understand when people want to, like, they steal from Walmart or Target or Best yeah. Buy. I get that, you know? I, I get because it's kind of like this faceless corporation. Yeah. But when you're doing something where it's like there's a person, you're looking at them, and you're just directly fucking them over. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't get how people can do that. That to me is like, I think that she, I think part of her thinks she's telling that she's actually psychic. She, like she, she believes, believes it, it. Uh, or either she's brainwashed herself into thinking it, or maybe she really does. Because, th- like, imagine that there's so many people who are ready to buy it. Some of them have just got to turn it around, turn it on, and say like, you know what? I actually am psychic. Well, like if they make enough predictions, anyone who's going to a psychic is obviously like searching for something. Like they feel they're, they're looking for some kind of guidance. Yeah, you know, they're trying to fill some something inside themselves that's like empty. Or for me, it was like kind of that momentary like fun. You know, like yeah, live this fucking weird yeah. thing. Let's do it. Yeah. But there are people who, uh, I mean, I remember that. Remember Miss Cleo? Yeah. yeah. Call me now. Like that. She got screwed over in that whole deal, I think. Well, yeah, she was running she was running it for a big company mm-hmm. that would run these these psychics like telemarketers. Harris, like they spent Harris, I believe, yeah, is the name of the company. Do you have it on your list? Yeah. Uh-huh. Oh, go ahead. Like well, oh. she my understanding was that they would run these psychics like if they took if they didn't get enough money out of somebody, they'd get reprimanded for that. Like they'd have all these metrics they had to hit. Yeah. And they'd develop relationships. I just with remember them. in college, all my friends and I would be like, Call me now. Like we just never got tired <laughs> of doing that. Yeah, she was active in 1997 mostly when uh, Miss Cleo, the FTC charged her with deceptive advertising, billing, and collection practices. Mm. Yeah, they're uh, they're all kind of they're all charlatans. Here's the thing, though. Um, you know, Ron, you mentioned uh, stealing from a big company like Walmart, Best Buy, whatever big cor- big faceless corporation makes billions in profits. Um, what I really despise about psychics, though, is that they often prey on the weak and vulnerable. People who are depressed and broken and sad and dispirited, and they turn to these psychics, and rather than these psychics coming clean and saying, "Look, um, it's really simple to prove that all this, all everything we're saying is horseshit, and we're we can't help you," they give them false hope and tell them, give them bad advice a lot of times. Like at least if a psychic had a degree in clinical psychology, and at least advised them towards a direction that a clinical psychologist would, based on whatever. Uh, you know, qualifications that they have, at least then they could do something. That should be something. A, a, a parapsychologist. You know, that. you're... Go ahead. Well, listen, bro. <laughs> yeah. I feel like these same sad and depressed people occasionally have to travel. And when they do travel, they use bathrooms. And those bathrooms <laughs> oh, are filled with true. sensors <laughs> that aren't optimized. Yeah. And so it's just a thing, a psychic they may go to, like... I mean, really, how, well, let's talk about numbers here. Like, how many people 
really are going to this level, you know, and those people who go to psychics, it might, if it's not psychics, it's going to be something else. They're going to find something to go crazy over because yeah. deep side they're broken. But soap dispensers are something that we all deal with men point. and women. It's a good okay? point. Cause bad blowjobs are only something that men deal with. Well, let me, let me stop you right there. Uh, What's first that, of all, women have to deal, bro. Women have to deal with bad blowjobs too. Cause they're the ones giving them. They're feeling bad for doing it. And you can wait, buy. Wait, what? They feel bad. For, they feel bad for giving a bad blowjob, but they don't know they're giving a bad blowjob because you can't tell them they're giving they, a bad blowjob. Then you won't get any blowjob. They feel it though. Yeah, they feel it with an emptiness in their mouth. Yeah, and that emptiness they're missing is some chili. We can fix the automatic hand dryer stuff. Let's just, just ask Japan. Mm-hmm. We can fix that with money, but we can't fix bad blowjobs with money. Did you hear what Sean said? He said he can't fake a boner. It's true. Yeah, that is true. Yeah. Bros, bros, listen. Um, uh, Ron, before the show, you mentioned is how much- bro, can we just start saying brother? <laughs> like, <laughs> like Hollywood Hulk Hogan? Yeah, listen, brother. <laughs> brother. Uh, before the show, you mentioned how much you like specifically automatic hand dryers. Oh, yeah. I'm not a big fan of like deforestation, just not my bag. But if you guys are cool with it, I mean, we could talk about it. I love deforestation. Is that what you're talking about? Oh, oh, is that what you mean? Automatic hand dryers? Just, yeah, I love automatic hand dryers. I, okay, that, I brought that in as a problem, Ron. And you see, you seem to be under the impression that automatic hand dryers are more sanitary than paper towels. Oh, are you going to go with the whole, the fact that the air is full of microbes and they get blown onto the hands? Is that is that where you're going? Yes. Is that what you're walking yeah, through? Yeah, the fact, so, yes. So you don't know like the new hand dryers with the level of microfiber purifiers they have that actually <laughs> clean the air to 99.9% or are oh, you wow. using the old ass hand dryers uh, I don't are you talking about the Dyson blade is that what you're talking about uh, the one where you dip your hands in uh-huh. and secretly I just want to put my penis you in to, it you have to <laughs> and you have to play oh, fucking operation and not touch the sides because other people's disgusting hands oh yeah are- well I'm like a human man who, who can control my body so I don't have this like <laughs> weird fucking like I don't know why you think it like, is this game of operation that you just can't handle I, I'll play operation with you right now buddy I bet you'll hit the sides left and right yeah cause it's a game of operation I'm talking about a hand dryer that has like like a chasm of space for you to dip your hands and quite possibly your penis if no one's looking. <laughs> Ron, if you're putting your, first of all, you have to do that stupid like fucking Frankenstein, like you're a coat hanger, a human fucking coat hanger. I like to pretend like I'm down. getting ready for surgery and then I put my hands in yeah, and then like I take operation. them out. That's exactly what it's like, like operation, that kind of surgery. And you, you're you're putting your hands down this like filthy trough. Guess what? Those filthy drippings, trough? You're not touching anything. You think that, but those drippings. I know that. I'm not touching anything. <laughs> Ron, it, when I'm those, not like this ghost I'm fucking putting my hands When in. those fucking hand, those air blades are blowing, what they're doing is they're, blow, they're creating like a circular vortex that's going down inside that oval shape that they have. And those drippings that fall from your hand sit there collecting moist, warm. Oh, you got them on the rope. She is, starts using. Okay. Big words when you got okay. them on the ropes. So you, what so was you, the big word? The I circular know, vortex. Here's the thing: every guy who gets into this thing, like, oh, right now, I'm gonna take a look at your bookcase right now. Okay, I want you to wash my finger. Look at all this fucking dust <laughs> that just I could write my name in your bookshelf, yeah. and you're talking to me about germs yeah, and I'm microbes, not, I'm not, I'm and not you're talking to me about chili sheets. I mean, look at what, look at this. It's, yeah, look I don't, at this. I'm not, I'm not drying my hand in this fucking room. It's just fucking You're just dust. living in it. <laughs> Ron, 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 Ron has the neatest, tidiest apartment I've ever seen in my it, life. It's called having your shit together. Yeah. OCD is just another way of saying it. It is, it's all fucking CD. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a get shit done disease. <laughs> uh, that's true. Okay, guys, so that's my problem. Well, wait Psychics. a minute. Yeah, wait what? a minute. So what's, well, you know. I have a pro- I have trouble just accepting this as a problem because I see it oh. as a lot of people just having fun and looking for guidance and um, that's it. 
like it's, needing a boost in their lives, and they just they have to pay some pittance to get it. I get that every once in a while people run up enormous credit card debts on it, or maybe yeah. they take like the wrong advice. Yeah. But uh, I think most times psychics just tell you what you want to hear. Yeah, yeah, that's what it's like. It's like going to a, you know, psychologist. It's like going to a really good friend. Yeah, so Um, you have to pay for. Okay, well, that's why I don't ask friends of mine who are really close to me or like me for their for honest opinions on stuff. I I have a group of friends. I have people who I I use as a barometer, and Dick, you're one of them. Um, I know every time I ask these group of friends, they have a consistent style of response to me. Uh, for example, I have this friend who... Dick says, listen, bro. <laughs> <laughs> bro. Uh, I have a friend who specifically hates everything I do. and Really? And depending on the degree of hate, like if he absolutely hates it, like I, uh, it goes as low as 14, like negative 14 on the scale for him. And he hates like pretty much everything I do. And if he doesn't absolutely hate it, the negative 14 level... That's interesting. Yeah. Then, you know, you got something kind of good? I know I got something kind of good. Oh, okay. what, Why 14? Uh, Where did that number come I, from? Because I, I thought he hated something of mine a lot one day, and I, that was like, well, that's a 10. Uh-huh. And then he hated something even more than that, so I thought, oh, i, <laughs> I got to lower the scale. What did he hate even more? <laughs> what was the thing he hated the most? Oh, man. I don't you got to remember. remember what he hated the most. That's Because I want to know what this guy hates. I don't know. He hates so much that I do. So anyway, I, I forgot. Uh. It'll come to me. And then I have another friend who is kind of ambivalent towards my stuff. So based on his response, on, on his like little degree, it's like between one and three. And I go into decimals with him. Dick, I bet that's Roger. No, it's no? not Roger. Roger right. Barr. Roger Barr. Roger Barr is very honest and uh, gives it to you straight. I do like that guy. Okay. He, he gives good advice. Uh, yeah, Roger. He so does he's like a straight. zero to ten. He's a zero to ten. Yeah. Oh wow. Um, you Dick. Uh, you you give when it when it comes to criticizing my stuff, you give really good uh, good advice sometimes. However, when it comes to life advice. I know to do the opposite of what you tell me every single time because your advice always tends towards chaos. The most chaos. You always suggest, because I know what yeah, you're thinking. I'll, 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 right before I send off an email, I'll have a friend in the room. I say, okay, well, I'm going to ask Dick what his opinion is, and I bet he's going to respond this way. I'll send it off within minutes. You'll write back and be like, yeah, do it. And I'll think he told me that because he thinks it's fun, and he just likes to see there and watch the world burn. Well, that's part of it. I can't responsibly say that that is isn't it but here's here's my philosophy on yeah. that you've already experienced what you're experiencing so why not just totally mess it up yeah then, <laughs> then you wow. get something that totally is, new i mean aren't you oh like oh my god that just oh I, I got it yeah. i got what this is that's dick that's dick that's the why way he thinks you've already experienced what you're experiencing yeah. so why don't you just mess it up yeah just yeah. totally change it <laughs> then you get you get to see all new things yeah it's great. Yeah, no, I know. It's like I, a snow globe. Life is like a snow globe, except every time you shake it, it might turn into something totally different. Dick, you like are- Like a rabid weasel. When it comes to this <laughs> philosophy, you are so consistent that I can use you as a barometer. Do you and know, if you were a psychic, you would be the worst psychic <laughs> ever. <laughs> Life's like a snow globe, man. Just shake that fucker up. Who yeah. knows what could come up? That'll be $65. No, I guess this this hits me personally, the psychic problem, because I know a lot of people who Have you are been to one? really depressed. Uh, no. I've Well, Would I've you- been to one with a friend. Oh, no, I did. I did go to a psychic because I, I snuck into this fucking bullshit-ass party for Halloween. Tickets were like $80. I thought, uh, there's no fucking way I'm paying $80 At the Magic Castle? No, it wasn't. No. In the, it was like some downtown fucking warehouse. I snuck into this party, and uh, and I was bored to tears. There's nothing going on in this bullshit ass party except for a bunch of fatties. It was like kind of like a rent fair, but around Hall- Halloween. So it's just oh a bunch of fatties God. trying to like hook up with each other. 
So um, I, I snuck in and I was bored and there was this line for to talk to a psychic. So I sat down and talked to this chick and uh, she told me a bunch of bullshit and she was really inexperienced. And I started quizzing her on stuff and I gave her the wrong information to see if she would correct me or say, you know, no, you're actually this this sign or this uh, whatever. And well, of course not. No. She's not. She's a psychic. Why would you do you that? Were about to say she's not a psychic? No, she's, of course she's not a psychic, Maddox. None of them are psychics. It's a game that they play. They want to, like, have a little fun conversation with you. Why would you test her on something you know she's not? Yeah, I I don't know. I was just uh, I was bored. So um, I because you know I want to take a little bit of a scientific approach towards psychics. <laughs> That's why, Dick. Why is that so fucking funny? It's just so funny that you would go to a psychic, whom you know is a complete fraud. You know that, right? And you would engage with her by giving her false information, and then yeah. you get off on watching her humiliate herself yeah. by giving you predictions based off the false information. Yeah. You don't think that's funny? Well, Dick, I, I, I still want to test my beliefs, even though I do believe that and I have no evidence to believe in psychics. Occasionally, I still want to test it. I, I want to test it. I'm, why not? How much do you not believe in psychics? 100%. 100% yeah. Okay. What about, yeah. Like, um, what about all that uh, astrology stuff? No, oh, he absolutely that in. Yeah, horseshit. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Horoscopes. Um, one other thing, there's a study, or it wasn't a study, it was a test, a psych- I think a psychologist did in uh, in a class a long time ago, I think in the 50s or 60s. He handed out, um, uh, I think, horoscopes for everyone in class and told them that they were for whatever uh, sign they were, whatever zodiac sign. Mm-hmm. He said that uh, he asked the class like how accurate they thought their, their, uh, their reading was, and... The majority of the class, like I think something like 80, 90 percent said it was very accurate that it that it specifically described them. Yeah. And then he revealed to the class that he gave everyone the exact same reading. Well. Oh. Yeah. Shad all over it. Anyway, it's a bunch of horseshit. Psychics. That's my problem. Psychics slash economists, same thing. So uh that's my problem. All what right. do you what do you got this week? Bad blowjobs. Bad blowjobs and Ron. Automatic dispensers and airport bathrooms. And uh, check out the sketch that uh, that Ron just posted on HeyRon.com. And what you have an Instagram too, right? Yeah, at HeyRon. At HeyRon. Check out Ron's Instagram. Uh, post some see me pictures on there. Uh, thanks for listening, guys. Don't forget to tune in next week. Uh, we got a lot of exciting stuff coming up. <laughs> see you next Tuesday. Oh, hey, yo, Maddox. What's up, man? This is Brad. I'm an editor over at The Economist. <laughs> We're over here working on an article on Alan Greenspan for our newspaper. Uh, anyway, I was just calling to request permission to reference your podcast and our article, your opinion that Alan Greenspan is a good economist because he's conservative and he's cautious and he's conservative and nothing else. It's a revolutionary point. <laughs> Fucking of asshole. Of legacy. Uh, give me a call back. My number is 866 Oh. No, no. He- Shit. How that, are we going to give that guy permission? Was that that wasn't a real number? He was going to say no. It was only four digits long, so no, it definitely wasn't a real number. You didn't cut that off. No. He, that fucker. He sounds <laughs> just like the editor from Men's Health Magazine. Sounds suspiciously like the same guy. Oh yeah, yeah. The guy, the guy at Men's Health Magazine wanted uh, to run a column about Maddox's <laughs> leg day, which consisted of which consisted of doing squats with either fifty or a hundred pounds. And that's it. Similar call. Similar yeah. similar framework to that call. We talked about we talked about leg day at the beginning of this episode before we started recording and how I don't know the names of the exercises but that's irrelevant. 
Well, it's it's irrelevant because you don't do them and you can't describe them. Of course, I do them. I can ride my bike longer than you. How come you can't like ride a bike? Chef cooking Go without ahead. knowing the names yeah. of the ingredients. It, well, it's like saying to a chef, like, "How do you make popcorn?" And he's like, "I don't know. I can ride. I can eat more popcorn than you." It's like, all no, right, it's well, not. calm down. It's like, "How do you make popcorn?" And you just say, "I don't know. I just put the bag in the microwave or I put the kernels on the stove." Like, what do you? <laughs> okay, is that a bags of sand comment too? No. Do you want? Do you want? Do you want another shot at leg day? Do you want a redemption? To tell will, us you're about your leg day? I will never learn the names of those exercises. You don't have to I know the names. Just describe them. Oh, okay. They're mostly just squats and lunges and crab walks and sumo squats. Like all those these are like, a bunch of names. Okay. I But the, I don't know the technical name. I'll tell you like the motion and what I do, but I don't know the technical name. And I'll never learn that. I think you looked those up after that podcast. No. And it, brought them into this one. I think you... you you uh, shaped the conversation after that call oh. so you could bring up these leg exercises oh. that you looked up after the fact. Yeah. I'm on to you. Uh-huh. I have a psychic feeling about this. <laughs> <laughs> I got one from Butt Sanchez, too. Okay. Hey, guys, it's Butt Sanchez. I hey, just Butt. heard what happened. And, like, if you want somebody to blame, it's completely my fault. <laughs> yeah, oh, we, man. We know. <laughs> and I'm... Really fucking sorry, dude. Like, <laughs> I thought it would be fine, but apparently, no, it's not the case. And it's it's completely my fault, dude. I'm so sorry, guys. Um, oh, my God. I'll try to do something cool in the future, and this time I'm going to wrap it up right. I guess. That hacks. That's so sincere. But, listen, but... Man, you that you went way overboard with this gift to begin with. You didn't have to do any of that. You don't need to apologize for uh, delivering us a gift that we that you weren't obligated to deliver. Thank you for even sending it. And as Dick mentioned in the last episode, it turned out way better than had those uh, bottles arrived intact. Kind of was a happy accident. Yeah, Yeah, you could say that it's uh, the broken fallacy. The broken window fallacy in reverse. Oh, God. Yeah. Really still coasting on that whole broken window Let's get fallacy. to the real biggest problem. All right? In the universe. Sent this in. What is this week, at least? Armchair economists. <laughs> I'm, I'm not an armchair economist. <laughs> Go ahead. Yeah. Because I'm not making Just economic curious. theory. Every time an earthquake strikes, go look at the stocks. Go look at the stock prices of companies <laughs> that produce lumber, that produce housing uh, materials. They skyrocket. That mm. stimulates the economy. It does. That mm. stimulates the economy. <laughs> that stimulates the economy. I hate this song. Go fuck yourself. That stimulates the economy. Go fuck yourself. I took, I took classes in economics. How many? <laughs> One. <laughs> One. Idiot. One. <laughs> I'm not making economic theory. I, the entire field of economics is one big gambler fallacy, and only occasionally does anyone get it right. It's like wine tasting, but with mathematical models that sometimes occasionally get it right. Economists largely agree that World War II stimulated the economy and got us out of the recession. Uh, economists are full of shit. One. Yeah, but it's not like that money was just sitting around right, waiting for us to spend. That's just money that... that actually, you could make the case that earthquakes are a good thing. Yep. <laughs> and I'll tell you who the armchair economists are. I'm an armchair economist. <laughs> Man, that was a sick uh, beat. Yeah, good yeah. song. I love that song. That song is, I'm going to listen to that song. I'm going to set that as my ringtone. Great. I don't know how anyone could ever dance to that. That was like a st- in slow motion. You can only walk to that. You'd have to be an elephant. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, well, um, uh, sorry, dickhead. Go look up that uh, 1976 Chinese earthquake. Because oh, stop! It- <laughs> stop with the fucking economy! You don't know what you're talking about! I- a doctor told you you don't know what you're talking about! Okay. That's it! That's it- the end game! He's not a doctor. It's- only if God came down and said you're wrong is it any higher yeah. than a PhD of economics! I, I just want a, a recent PhD. A- is- are you saying that's good he- or bad? Well, I mean, he's a recent PhD. You know I mean? He, he said recent PhD. He's a professor! That- but that person yeah. My ear. He's like recent PhD. Run. He's a rookie. Right. He's I, a I new the guy tip of my cock. That was you punching right on the tip of my cock while I, I got like him. To, yeah. I like to, I like and, to punch and, on both and, sides. Uh, I cited two PhDs. Oh, stop! Yep. Two to your one, dickhead, and they're published in the Journal of Economic Inquiry. How, how many journals has your dickhead professor been published in? Probably 25. Shit. Yeah, bullshit. <laughs> that sounds like an economist answer to me. Full of shit. Psychics. <laughs> Idiots. <laughs> Ah, winner. <laughs> Ooh, I'm so proud of myself. <laughs> oh, what a winner. I don't know how you guys do this every week. It's so emotionally exhausting. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah.